morning. This is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Good morning. It's 10.17 a.m. Central Daylight, or Central Standard Time, 20th November, 2018. And this is episode 38 of Bitcoin and. And it's a really shitty day. <laughs> let's not fool each other. Uh, let's not dance around the problem. We got another thousand, uh, thousand point drop in Bitcoin. Man, it's ugly out there, people. It's, it's ugly, it's ugly, it's ugly. And the, about the only thing that you can do is, I don't know, man, steal up. You have to steal up. Depends on what you know, what you want to do. Uh, People are, you know, thinking seriously about selling their Bitcoin holdings at this point. This is like the lowest it's been since October of last year. Not terribly certain if that's the best way to go. However, what I will say, if you need the money, if you have to do it, don't feel bad, right? Don't feel bad. If you need to cash out of something because you got a house payment or you got a car payment or you got food on the table, then you do what you need to do and you don't feel bad about it and you don't let anybody tell you that you're stupid because you're doing what you need to do. Um, For those people that are unaffected because either they've just got millions and millions of dollars or um, got really good jobs and can't afford to hold, probably might want to hold on to that, okay? Just just saying. So uh, let's get into the uh, morning roundup. There's not I'm not going to put a lot here um, because I could just rehash story after story of the price drop and whatnot. So uh, however, there is a story out of Bloomberg.com that's just perfectly timing this particular uh, this downturn. So this morning at I love this at 3 a.m. Bloomberg releases this story and it is today like literally November the 20th 2018 at 3 a.m. Central Standard Time Bloomberg releases the following article headlined Bitcoin rigging criminal probe focused on tie to tether that's right that's right tether fud people and for anybody who doesn't know what tether is I'll give you the um, short short version Tether is a type of cryptocurrency, but we're really not sure if it's a cryptocurrency. We're pretty certain that it's centralized. Uh, what it's used for is a what's called a dollar peg. Um, so if I have Bitcoin on an exchange, and I think that let's say Bitcoin, let's say that I really believe, and I'm going to act on my belief that crypto or that Bitcoin is going to go down to three thousand dollars today. Um, then I might want to sell all my Bitcoin into Tether instead of the United States dollar. 
and keep it on an exchange so that if it does hit 3000 then I can buy even more Bitcoin back. That would be an example of, of Tether uh, or the, one of the use cases of Tether. But it is not, it's not owned by the, you know, it's not owned by a treasury of some company, you know, corp or a, sorry, country. It's a company. All right. And Tether has been blamed for everything from the humongous rise in 2017 to 19,000 for the price of Bitcoin and is now being blamed and is also conversely blamed for every single damn drop that Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin has. So hence, it must be Tether's fault and Tether must be being manipulated. We don't know. We just don't. But let's, let's kind of get into the article just a little bit. As Bitcoin plunges, the U.S. Justice Department is investigating whether last year's epic rally was fueled in part by manipulation with traders driving it up with Tether, a popular but controversial digital token. While federal prosecutors opened a broad criminal probe into cryptocurrencies months ago, they've recently homed in on the suspicions that a tangled web involving Bitcoin, Tether, and crypto exchange Bitfinex might have been used to illegally move prices, said three people familiar with the matter. And let me just kind of stop right there for a little bit. This is the exact same thing we've heard about for the last two years. A tangled web involving Bitcoin, Tether, and Bitfinex. <sighs> this story comes out all the time. It is it, at this point. Okay, the authors are Matt Robinson and Tom Schoenberg, but in my opinion, they're already rehashing stories from like a couple of months after Tether was was birthed and Bitfinex started, you know, was using it on, on, on their exchange. It's the exact same thing. It's blamed for everything. And it's, I my opinion, it's just used by the establishment media to do everything they can to hurt, cripple, kill, erase Bitcoin. And it's going to continue. It's going to continue. It's going to continue forever and ever and ever. And, and if even if Tether decided somehow or another, somehow or another Tether just closed up shop or was forced to close up shop and all Tether was destroyed, it would be some other coin. It's it, some other flavor of stable coin, right? <clears throat> So this is nothing new. It just, you know, the only thing new about this is its release time at 3 a.m. Central Standard from Bloomberg. I mean, really, really, was that for, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's pure conspiracy theory at that point. But, dude, really, 3 a.m., really, out of New York? Because I'm pretty sure that that's where Bloomberg's offices, you know, they're, they're most of their people that are writers are, are stationed. I don't know, man. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. So let's move on up the stack to my last thing. Um, <laughs> CNBC is reporting that after like this, you know, this morning, like, I don't know, trillions of dollars have been wiped off of tech stocks. Uh, it's bad. It's it's a bad. Like I think it's like 500 points down, 
or something. Uh, and it was like followed by like, or let's see, let's hold on for a second. Let's see what the markets actually are doing this morning. Do, do, do. Go to marketwatch.com. And yeah, well, there may be a little bit, a little bit of a bounce, but still, it's just like it's just a bloodbath everywhere. Housing is getting tanked. The Dow and S and P and and Nasdaq is is under serious pressure. And this CNBC, you know, article from uh, Eric Rosenbaum doesn't help because it says the Dow may drop another two thousand points before the stock market selling is done. CNBC chief financial officer survey. So they've surveyed several people. Um, let's see. Uh, they just over. They surveyed just over half of the CFOs on the CNBC Global CFO Council in a recent survey. So they have like this pool of people that they go to and ask to take surveys or answer questions or or whatnot. And half of them said that we're going to see more of a drop and that doesn't surprise me that uh, dad it, it really doesn't surprise me one single bit um it is what it is people it is what it is everything's getting hammered and if i remember right the way this works is that right around the holidays everybody's cashing out yeah they either you know christmas or you know they want to go on holidays or whatever so you've got a bunch of retail guys that are pulling stuff out of their mark out of the markets to get ready cash um, th this is, you know, it's bad, but it's not unheard of. So if at all possible, do what you can to not panic. Okay. There's just, you know, I guess some people could say that there is reason to panic, but if you panic, is it going to change anything other than screw, screw you up? Probably not. So <laughs> Let's. That's going to end the morning roundup because it's just too depressing. Oh wait a minute! Wait, wait no, 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 no. Uh, part of the other morning roundup is that uh, I, <laughs> I uh, suckered. Uh, well, I didn't sucker him. I, I, I prodded a couple of people on Twitter to invite a gentleman by the name of Chris DeRose. Uh, many of you may know him. Uh, any of the anybody who's really new to the space probably doesn't. Uh, any of the old timers definitely knows who Chris is. Uh, he's kind of turning himself. Nah, I don't know if he's turning himself. He's just been engaged in a lot of debates lately over the, I think of like, as far as I remember, he started getting into this particular topic that he's got a bent on, uh, maybe more than a, even a year ago, but the bent is who leads, who are leaders or who is the leader of Bitcoin. And it's, it's not the way Chris is, is that it's not really that he's more of a, I don't know, kind of a, I guess a would-be philosopher. And he's a he's actually a pretty good debater. Um, if you get a chance to debate with Chris, um, he will probably infuriate you <laughs> because that's, that's sort of uh, part, you know, part of it. Um, and he's also like a dog with a bone. He has a tendency just to not let stuff go no matter who says what. So if you're looking for a debate where someone's going to capitulate, probably not picking Chris is a good idea. But we got it. There's a uh, he's been uh, on the Twitter rounds with this basic discussion on leadership in Bitcoin. 
And, you know, most of us are of the, of the stance that <clears throat> Bitcoin has no leaders. And one of his arguments is, is that clearly we do have a leader. It's called the Bitcoin client or the reference client, which is the core repository. Uh, Bitcoin core repository is the widely, widely touted as the Bitcoin reference client. Most of the work being done on Bitcoin is, in fact, being done by the, the majority of developers doing work on Bitcoin. The actual Bitcoin um, settlement layer software <clears throat> are indeed uh, doing their work on the Bitcoin Core um, GitHub, which is where the core where the code is kept. Um, clearly, there are clearly that's an art you know an an automatic argument. This whether or not it's Bitcoin is centralized or 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 not. My argument is is that it's as far from centralization as that we're we're allowed to get right now, given the fact of the human condition and the way that we go about thinking, you know, thinking about things. As to exactly where Chris lies, it's very hard to tell because he's. It sounds to me like he's actually more interested in having a debate and letting things fall out where they may than actually having a pinned down. Um, Oh, a pinned-down stance of what he really believes. It's 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 difficult to do, but like I said, the, the whole point that I'm telling you about this is that if you want to if if you want to sharpen your chops, um, like uh, how to debate, how to be civilized during a debate, especially that ends up being important. Um, how to sharpen your ability to construct cohesive arguments that are hard to poke holes in. I can't recommend Chris DeRose enough, man. I really can't. He's an excellent debater. He's a uh, an ex an excellent argumentative, and if you hang with him um, in in a debate and and not get mad, uh, because he will infuriate the shit out of you. If you can hang with him in debate, not get mad, uh, you will learn debate skills, whether you like it or not. You will learn debate skills, and it's uh, it, it's interesting. So anyway. I got. I'm caught up in a debate right now with Chris. I'm not answering right now because I'm doing the show, but I can actually see the the debate is still ongoing as to who leads this thing and if whether or not there are leaders. And it gets pretty deep. It gets pretty deep and gets uh, fairly philosophical. So uh, if you guys want to engage in that kind of thing, look up Chris DeRose, give him a follow, so you can see all of his antics and and debates and. Um, arguments that he makes, um, but it's it's worth it. I, I do. I ab I absolutely believe uh, uh, hanging with Chris through a couple of debates will definitely teach you uh, some debating chops. Anyway, with that said, let's move on to vital statistics. All right, vitals look low. I don't think we're on life support, but it's pretty, yeah, it looks pretty bad. Um, hold on, hold on to your, hold on to your, whatever it is that makes you feel good. Okay. So here it is. Average price of Bitcoin is $4,795 with a high at Bitfinex of 4916 And it looks like the low is going to be over at bit stamp at 4,683. So that's, that's, you know, 
there's a decent spread there. Um, 1.7 million Bitcoin have been sent over the last 24 hours. That's a lot, man. That's 10% of the entire market cap. Uh, 72,000 uh, BTC have been sent per uh, average per hour. The average transaction value has gone to 6.29 BTC. And the median transaction value is at 0.05 BTC, right around 260 bucks USD. Block time is fairly normal at 10 minutes, 59 seconds, with 127 blocks being mined in the last 24 hours, five hours per block on average. 0.5 BTC have been taken up in fees over the on a per block reward. And whoa, holy smokes, uh, 1,588 BTC have been minted with 68.41 Bitcoin in fees over the last 24 hours. My God almighty. Uh, we've lost some hash power. 2.313% down to 40.7 exahashes per second. The um, last GitHub commit was yesterday on the 19th. And uh, Bcash, I can't do Ethereum right now. Um, well, hold on. No, sorry, I'm not going to be able to do Ethereum price today for you because my internet is, oh God, shall we say, it's be, it's being intermittent. So, um, <clears throat> Bitcoin ca- or God, Bcash is at two hundred and sixty nine dollars. Litecoin is at thirty five eighty one. Ethereum Classic is at six point two. Bitcoin Gold is at twenty two point four two, and Doge is still losing ground at zero point zero zero two four USD. Um, the not a surprise here. The amount of transactions for Bitcoin was two hundred and seventy seven thousand over the last twenty four hours, and Bcash has six hundred and six thousand. Of course, that's because they're in a hash war with. Oh, Calvin Air and, and Gre- uh, Craig Wright and all that bunch. Uh, so yeah, that's not that's not really surprising at all. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it for vital statistics for this morning. Marty's been for yesterday, November the 19th, 2018, issue number 364, Social Attacks and Bitcoin's Design. This is this is an interesting one. So he starts off with a, a tweet Twitter discussion um, starting with uh, Murad at must stop Murad. M U A R sorry, M U R A D. I mean, dominant money forms flipped one another many times throughout history. Gold flipped silver, silver flipped copper, copper flipped shells. If BTC flipper is truly five times better, then so be it. Going against it is anti-Darwinism. There just isn't such right now. Storms replies, agreed, I haven't seen anything close to BTC yet, and don't expect anything five times or order of magnitude better anytime soon. Too many attack vectors, uh, oh, Sato- yeah, too many attack vectors, Satoshi Nakamoto mitigated at launch. To be honest, <clears throat> he uh, Storms continues, to be honest, mostly social attack vectors. Too many people want to be, quote, the person who invents the next Bitcoin. 
an entirely antithetical approach to longevity, to which Zach Vole replies, strategic social attacks are far and away the best approach for Bitcoin haters. Storms comes back because they give the most visibility and are the most easily understood by the masses, hyphen attention. Technical attacks have no gravity. Okay, so let's, let's see what Marty's bent is on this one. Happy Monday, freaks. What a last 12 hours it has been for the fake internet money markets. Deep breaths, people. This too shall pass. To get your minds off the abruptness of the recent price volatility, we're going to talk about Bitcoin attack vectors as the above conversation piqued my interest yesterday afternoon. Our boy Storms brings up a very good point while discussing the needed <clears throat> sorry, needed improvement a potential usurper would need to replace Bitcoin. Satoshi was so thorough when designing and launching Bitcoin that he mitigated an untold number of potential future attacks that would be possible had he done certain things differently. By dropping Bitcoin anonymously, having a fair proof-of-work launch open to mining competition from block one, parentheses, Block zero, the Genesis block, has a block reward that cannot be spent, in parentheses. And leaving the project, Satoshi set Bitcoin up for future success via impenetrable social attack vectors that very few projects, if any, can claim to also have. As Storms rightly points out, there are too many egos out there who want to be the next Satoshi, publicly. In my opinion, this is a non-starter for any cryptocurrency that plans to become the apolitical reserve asset of the world. To usurp Bitcoin, a project would have to at least match Satoshi's thoroughness, complete anonymity, and fair launch while adding a five times or five X improvement on top of it. I'm not so sure there are enough inefficiencies that exist on Bitcoin's attack surface that can be five X trivially. A lot of people believe the supply distribution of BTC is happening quicker than may be necessary, and I definitely have some sympathy for this qualm, but I don't think someone who matches Satoshi on everything laid out above and adding a less aggressive distribution model would be a 5x improvement. On top of all this, there are so many eyes on this space now. I believe the probability of pulling off what Satoshi did without any corruption by nefarious actors at some point in the process is significantly lower than it would have been five or six years ago. Taking this further, Every new project is fighting a battle against time and Bitcoin's Lindy effect, which grows stronger every day. As we get further away from the Genesis block and more economic value gets preserved in the blockchain as a mosquito becomes preserved in amber, any ambitious upstart cryptocurrency has to convince people to take the pain of switching cost and abandon a system which has been reliable for them for almost a decade. The narrative would have to be extremely convincing. This is why I tend to focus on Bitcoin. The probability of something achieving what, has just, what was just described above, above seems very low to me. I believe Bitcoin's biggest attack vector at the moment is misinformation. People reporting on Bitcoin who do not understand Bitcoin is a very bad thing for anyone who wants to see Bitcoin succeed. My time is better spent attempting to actively get out in front of all the FUD surrounding Bitcoin's energy use, distribution, and anarchic nature. Perception is important. The traditional avenues through which the masses consume information is filled with misinformed informers, and we are fighting an uphill battle to make sure people are being properly educated on the subject. The social attack vector is Bitcoin's biggest weakness at the moment. Final thought, 
I may be the worst Fantas. <laughs> you may be, Marty. You may be. Yeah, I agree. The, the, they, technical attacks have been tried in way back in the past, and they just fail miserably, fail miserably, fail miserably. And the only thing that really has gotten any traction is the social attack vector. Like, uh, like, like for instance, the um, what was that? Bloom, the Bloomberg article that I went through earlier today. Um, it dropped at 3 a.m. and was talking about the same BS that we've been dealing with for two straight years. A tangled web of Bitcoin, Tether, and Bitfinex. Dropping at 3 a.m. I'm sorry, I, I know that that's just a little conspiratorial. I, I get that. A little tinfoil haddish, but who the hell publishes? Who the hell publishes at 3 a.m.? Central Standard Time. I mean, if it was a blue, I don't know. You know what? It, it, it doesn't matter. But that's a social attack, uh, a social uh, attack uh, vector. The, the new, you know, news media that's held by somebody who is clear. I mean, the news media of Bloomberg is owned by Bloomberg, and he is in bed with government. He has every reason to help his buddies in government stop Bitcoin and anything like it because it pulls the teeth out of those that have power. And... It's either now or later, people. You might as well just go ahead and, and enjoy the ride because it's going to happen. The, the genie's out of the bottle. No one's putting this thing back in the bottle. It may, you, you may see a dollar Bitcoin in 10 years from now. I don't know. But it's still going to be pumping out blocks because people have nodes and people will have miners. Because for some reason or another, this, this entire idea resonates with enough people that you got to pull out all the stops as, as government agencies. You got to have the European Central Bank come out and say that it's that Bitcoin is is the evil spawn of the 2008 recession or whatever the hell that thing is called. And they actually said that. That's another attack vector. So you've got you got media attack vectors, you've got governmental association and NGO attack vectors, you've got people on on Facebook that you you know you've never seen before you know, doing bad things and running scams, that could also be an attack vector because they're doing it on purpose so that it looks like, well, see, you got scammed by Bitcoin. It's like, no, they got scammed by something else, like maybe Ravencoin or, well, I'm, I'm not sure if Raven is a scam. <clears throat> there's a, there's at least one person involved with that particular project that I respect, but Tron, okay, uh, BitConnect, Right, all of those were used as example of why Bitcoin is bad, even though none of those examples were Bitcoin. So, you know, hold on, people, we'll get through it somehow. Anyway, that's going to be it for Marty's Bent, and uh, we'll see another Marty's Bent whenever we get to Marty's Bent. Today's Daily Trainwrecked is brought to you by everything. That's right, people. Everything sucks. Housing's going down. Bitcoin's down. The Dow's down. The Dow may go down further. It's a shit show out there, people. It's a complete train wreck. Just try to make it through Thanksgiving and uh, and uh, Christmas and any other holidays that uh, you may be uh, examining at this time, depending on your religion of choice. Um, no matter what, 
your uh, choice of holidays to celebrate is just be glad if your family is safe be glad if your children are happy healthy be glad if you have food you know it's it sounds kind of ridiculous to say in a first world country but really when you get down to it it's kind of all that matters and don't lose your friends don't lose friends on crypto twitter or Facebook or whatever. Stop talking about politics and, and arguing with people why Trump sucks or why Hillary sucks. Just, you know, don't. And and don't do it. Don't God for for God's sakes, people. Thanksgiving's coming up and so is Christmas and family's gonna be together. And we got a pretty divided nation right now, and it's gonna be divided even in between, you know, even within families. My advice, and this is advice. Uh, this is this is trading advice. This is investment advice. Don't talk about politics at the dinner table. Don't talk about politics at the football game. Don't talk about politics in the kitchen. You know, the best thing that you could possibly do is shut the hell up and ask them about if they're enjoying work, what kind of garden they're planning on for the spring. Don't talk about politics. It's going to end poorly. 100% guaranteed it'll end poorly. Terrible joke corner. Let's have something at least fun today, okay? So anyway, um, got a good one. My wife told me I was average. I think she's mean. Yes, it's a good nerd joke right there. Not just a bad joke, a nerd joke because it's math. Get it? Average versus the mean? Yeah, that is a terrible joke. All right, people, I'm out. Um, Be safe, be kind, and try not to put yourself in situations where somebody is going to be unkind to you. Um, Because that, you know, we, we we at least have control over those things. If you need to exert control over something, exert the control over things that are within your sphere of control. And don't worry right now about the shit that's out of, that's in your sphere of influence or uh, your sphere of concern. Because the far you have three spheres. You have the sphere that everything that exists in the sphere of control is anything that you can put your hands on and control it. Your sphere of influence is out lives outside of that sphere and is farther away from you being able to control it. You may be able to influence it, but it just takes a lot of energy to do. And then there's the sphere of stuff that is out of your control. You know, you may be concerned about your sphere of concern. You may be concerned about what somebody in politics does, but you got no hope in hell of ever bringing it into your influence. And worse, you're never going to bring it into your sphere of control unless you want to go enter that world and like in politics, go run for office and all that kind of stuff. And if you do, Hey, more power to you. I wouldn't waste my time. Um, anyway, see you duders and do debtors later and, uh, catch you on the other side. This has been Bitcoin and 
and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.